When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another musing into the world of aquariums. Now, today I want to talk about something that takes us all back to the beginning. I mean, we all have to start somewhere, right? Now, in a hobby, it usually involves some simple steps, the small aquarium, basic equipment, and big dreams, right? Yeah, it does. Now, we all dream of having that elusive slice of the bottom in our living room, that thing everyone seems to aspire to in the hobby. And some of us actually do get to that, eventually. Now, as you recall, I recently celebrated the mindset of a beginner, that hopeful, appreciative, excited, and beautifully ignorant condition where everything is possible and you're so taken by the adventure and the beauty that you operate in sort of a bubble of innocence. Yeah. So here we are in Tannen's world, you know, throwing out sexy images of exotic tropical blackwater locales, deeply tinted aquariums filled with spawning fishes and all kinds of life, etc., etc. You know, that kind of selling the dream sort of thing. Now, lots of hobbyists are finding this compelling, they're interesting, and they want to give it a go in their own tanks, for which I am totally grateful. And more and more often, we're visited and patronized by people who are at the very beginnings of their aquarium hobby journey. Like, that's a nice way of saying outright beginners. Now, beginner doesn't mean stupid, easily manipulated person with more money than common sense or something similar. However, a beginner is defined as a person just starting to learn a skill or take part in an activity. So notice the just starting to learn part. Now, as we always say here, the learning part of the aquarium hobby never stops. I've been in it literally since I could walk, and I'm still learning new stuff every single day. There's tons of things I'll never even begin to understand in the hobby. I make mistakes all the time. It's part of the game. You can't know everything and do it perfectly from the start, or ever for that matter. It's almost impossible for any single person to know everything that there is about tropical fishes and aquarium keeping. It just is. However, you can specialize in something early on that catches your fancy and becomes a serious, ultra-experienced, you know, hobbyist-type person. You know, like you can be a cichlid breeder, a beta keeper, an aquatic plant enthusiast, whatever. The key is learning some fundamentals first, right? You have to walk before you can run, all that cliche shit. Oh, so where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, okay. So (laughs) when we're approached by total outright beginners in the aquarium hobby, people making their first ever aquarium, or some are even like pre-tank, I have this mix of emotions. On one hand, I'm stoked that they're open-minded and fascinated by our approach and about nature. A lot of times the discussion begins with the hobbyist writing that, you know, very noble opening line in their email. I want to give my, you know, insert whatever fish it is, the best possible environment. And like, that's a really great sign. That makes me feel good. But it's also sort of a red flag for me. I mean, stoked as I am, I'm equal parts scared shitless that somebody is so enamored by the look and vibe of a botanical-style blackwater aquarium that they may not even understand the very counterculture sort of way that they operate. You know, the idea of creating a very different set of environmental conditions than the typical plug-and-play sort of habitats that we tend to push beginners into. So yeah, I get a little freaked. I mean, on the surface, we're telling people to add all sorts of botanical materials to their aquarium, which in its simplest terms is 
definitely a form of bioload, material that adds to the burden placed on the beneficial bacteria that live in our tanks that break down biological waste and organics. You know, that nitrogen cycle thing. You have to have a grasp on this stuff. And it wouldn't hurt to learn about the idea of food webs in an aquarium either, or at least in wild aquatic systems, that is. It's a real unlock if you make the efforts to study those. At any stage of the game in an aquarium hobby, if you do it from the beginning, it's even more enlightening. And of course, we have to strive to educate beginners about that nitrogen cycle in the hobby, right? Right? Do we? I think we do. I hope we do. It's so fundamental that it would be insane if we didn't. It's like the key to everything. I know we teach them a little bit about talking to tanks slowly, about water changes, filtration, etc. However, when I see some of the questions asked by outright beginners on various you know, Facebook groups or wherever, I sometimes wonder if we're doing that good a job. I mean, are we so good at presenting you know, parts C, D, and F that we forget to really reinforce the lessons of parts A and B to new people? Like, they just want instant Orinoco without having a really good grasp on how to do a water exchange or feed fishes, or more important, why to perform these basic tasks. Now, I know that's not everybody, but it does come up often enough to just sort of make me question. Like, understanding the basic, basic stuff of aquarium management is probably not nearly as exciting as finding the right piece of rock or driftwood for your tank, but ignorance of it will pretty much F your entire adventure from the start if you don't grasp these less sexy topics. We all know this. I hope that we all tell beginners this cold, hard truth. It's for the best. We want people to stay in for the long term. They need to know the facts. And so beginners will approach me about creating you know, great natural conditions for Ralph the Beta or whatever. And I sort of gulp a bit. I mean, one assumes that when people want to create a botanical style, black water or other type of natural aquarium, that they at least have been exposed to maybe other types of aquatic you know, systems and more simplistic, straightforward approaches to aquarium keeping. Yet, it's very dangerous to assume. And of course, in this Instagram-fueled age of superficial imagery over substance, it's really easy to see what a truly green hobbyist finds so enamoring about this stuff and would want to zero in on it. It looks cool, sounds like the right approach, and generally seems good, especially if the aesthetics and the look of wild habitats you know, speak to them somehow. So what to do? Well, I'm fairly proud of the enormous volume of information, unruly though it may be these days, that we've created here for hobbyists on pretty much every topic regarding our approach to aquarium keeping. It's all there. Now, it's maybe not the best organized at the moment, but it's there. It's like a body of work. We've been doing this for four years now. You just have to dig, just like you have to Google how the nitrogen cycle works or whatever. Seeing a theme here? Gotta look, gotta work. Yeah, it makes me feel good that we have a lot of very non-sugar-coated information in our library about our approach, the good and the bad. I literally have topics like how to kill your tank with botanicals. I mean, it's that important to tell people the good and the bad and the ugly, why your water is cloudy, whatever, you know, the benefits of detritus. There are certain positions that I take that may be contrary to what a lot of people in the hobby take, but it's consistent with what I do, and it's important for us to be consistent with how we teach Aquarius and give them the honest facts. Yeah, makes me feel really good. And of course, if anyone ever calls BS on us saying, you know, you're just presenting one side of this thing, it simply means they haven't read enough. It's there. Trust me, I've been more critical of my own work than just about anybody has been of it. And I suppose at some point, maybe we'll even do a series of articles aimed at less experienced hobbyists. Notice that I didn't say beginners, because a beginner needs to learn the very basic hobby principles and practice them real world first before they jump into something like this that's a little bit off the beaten path. 
Now, if I suspect somebody is a super beginner, I'll at least try to give them some cursory advice to point them in the direction to read as much as they can and go very, very slowly before playing with this stuff. I've actually gone as far as to suggest to some people that they just wait until they have more experience with aquariums before even playing with botanicals. As you'd imagine, each time it was not received well, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> so, you know, I, I get it. I think it's a cultural thing, right? I mean, what led the newcomer to us was the cool look that somehow resonated with them. I get it. I appreciate it. And of course, I understand the responsibility that goes with it and the responsibility we have as a company to tell new hobbyists that this stuff, while not difficult, has lots of variables, some best practices and responsibilities, all of which anyone who treads in our tinted waters needs to at least have a basic familiarity with, if not at least a good understanding of. We seem as a society to be more self-assured and emboldened about knowing how to do everything that we see online, as if there's always a hack or a shortcut to success that allows you to get to the desired result by skipping all the boring stuff. You know, gear, additives, monitors, systems. Such workarounds are a foundation of our modern, I don't have time for the details, just get me to the main event lifestyles. And that's not good in a hobby like ours, which is centered around taking care of live animals in a closed ecosystem. And it takes learning and grasping fundamentals. There's no escaping that. You'll learn them one way or another. We as a hobby need to really double down on educating beginners. Not in a condescending or preachy sort of way, but out of concern for their long-term success and the well-being in the hobby and of the hobby in general. And of course, for the well-being of our fishes. It's about responsibility, education, patience. So can a beginner keep a successful botanical-style aquarium for his or her first tank? I suppose so, if he or she takes the time to understand these fundamentals. Of course, the dynamics of fostering decomposition, fungi, biofilms, lower pH, and water quality management, etc. all require a certain degree of dedication, skill, and above all, patience. And probably some experience. At least the expectations need to be in place. Now, if you're just getting started in this hobby and want to keep a botanical-style aquarium, please make the effort to truly understand the dynamics of the nitrogen cycle. Learn how metabolic wastes and dissolved organics are handled by the bacteria and the other organisms that reside in our aquariums, and how the stocking levels and the speed at which we stock and the way we manage our tanks are all impacted by this dynamic. You need to make the effort to learn about the natural habitats that we seek to replicate in this little niche. They have dark water lots of leaves and decomposing plant parts for a reason. You need to be aware of topography, the weather, and the outside factors that influence the environment surrounding these aquatic habitats. And you need to understand why fishes are found in them. You almost need to take a more holistic approach and mindset than you do with many other types of aquariums in order to really grasp this stuff and be successful. It's not really as simple as tossing a few leaves and you have a blackwater aquarium. You need to understand pH, hardness, and TDS as well. You know, that misconception that tossing leaves into your aquarium filled with hard alkaline water will give you Amazon conditions is one of the absolute absurd myths that been it's been perpetuated for decades by those who, let's not sugarcoat it, are completely clueless and have made no effort to understand these basic concepts. It's not about black water, it's about water chemistry. You have to dig, you have to learn, you have to be patient, you have to experiment, you have to prepare. And if you have to move slowly, carefully, and thoughtfully. If you don't couple these principles and basic skills together with your use of botanicals, you'll kill everything in your aquarium quickly, full stop. So still interested after that rosy picture I just painted? Good. The best news here? It's not that difficult. It's not onerous. None of this is rocket science or some great mystery. It just involves coupling basic, long-perfected aquarium principles and practices with patience, observations, and those funny-looking seed pods and leaves that we like. 
Put all those things together and you're well on your way to a very satisfying, educating, and altogether different aquarium experience. So before you hit add to cart when you see that interesting looking seed pot or leaf on our site or elsewhere, just consider what's involved. Think about the impacts of adding botanical materials to closed ecosystems and how you have to manage them. And if you're about to hit that cart, that add to cart button elsewhere, ask yourself why you're on that website and not mine, okay? That's really important. (laughs) If you're up for it, if it really speaks to you. If you like the learning, experimenting, and sharing, if you love this look, this concept, go for it. Dig right in after you've gotten, you know, you've gotten grasp on those basics. There's so much more. So on behalf of everybody in our community, I'd like to welcome you to the tinted, earthy, uniquely natural world. We're glad you're here. We hope you stay a while. Stay curious. Stay inquisitive. Stay diligent. Stay open-minded, stay excited, stay patient, and always stay wet. Till next time, this is Scott Fellman. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Looking forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.